so wanted to start today's show off by declaring the Milwaukee Brewers the winners of the National League Central. I was, I was, I was geeked, and it just didn't uh, didn't come to fruition. What a what a pitcher's duel last night, man! What a pitcher's duel. Um, the uh, driving home last night, coming back from lacrosse and listening to the game, and um, getting uh, because I'm listening to it on on Sirius, I'm getting the Cubs side of things, and um, the wind certainly, as they claimed, even. Uh, certainly helped the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers put the bat on the ball a couple of times, just weren't able to get it out of the ballpark with a stiff wind blowing in. And in the meantime, you had uh, just a, you know, an infield, you know, fielder or fielder's choice, uh, one run in the first inning, and that was it. Uh, the the apparent, you know, philosophy was to jump on Corbin Burns early, try to make him work the count. He went to a lot of off-speed stuff in the game last night and pitched a brilliant game. And only had, I think, coming into the sixth inning, only like 70 pitches. And so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was tough. Uh, but uh, the Brewers just couldn't get the bat on the ball uh, to get it uh, where they ain't, so to speak. Nothing to, nothing to blame. No blame to go around last night. I get it. You know, people were complaining that Sal Freelich and Rowdy Telez, who are both hot right now, weren't in the lineup. But, yeah, I- I'm good with that. You know, they were facing lefties, and they play the matchups. Uh, they've both been hot, and uh, you'd like to see them continue to get the opportunity. They did get an opportunity later in the ballgame, but, yeah, it just didn't uh, didn't happen. So Brewers uh, back at it again today. you got to remember, and I get this uh, every time going, hey, you know, the, uh, the Brewers game comes on and we lose you. We want to watch the Brewers game and listen to the show. Download the app, The Zone Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, uh, the Zone Madison app. Download that. You can take us anywhere and everywhere. You can always watch the program on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show, and you can always find us there as well. But uh, today is, uh, well, we're done with cutdown day. Uh, nothing shocking other than the fact that since, uh, God, I don't know, more than a decade, the uh, Green Bay Packers have kept a plethora of offensive linemen uh, on the roster. But other than that, I mean, nothing to see here. It kind of is what it is. Uh, we knew they probably would keep six, maybe seven wideouts. But Malik Heath, the guy that Mike Clements kept saying, pay attention to. Sure enough, Grant DeBose had a couple of injuries. He ended up getting uh, getting knocked out of there. But Dontavian Wicks... Makes this team, and it's exactly what you thought. Watson, Dubs, Reed, uh, Malik Heath, uh, Dontavian Wicks, and Samari Torre. Uh, those six are the fortifiers. Uh, but you got, you know, Caleb Jones made the roster. Caleb Jones, the big mountain of a human being for the Abaca left tackle position. Uh, Rashid Walker is there. Royce Newman is there. Sean Ryan is there. Yash Nyman is there. Luke Tenuta. Luke Tenuta made this squad, and the only guy listed as a backup center is then Zach Tom. But they've got other options, but Josh Myers, the only center on the roster, the official center on the roster, that's a little bit different, but uh, but they've we saw it all throughout camp. They mixed and matched guys, and they believe they've got enough fortification there to uh, put the best out there. So Zach Tom, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, 
Uh, they did keep the three tight ends we suspected, Tyler Davis not being there because of the ACL, but Josiah Aguara, I think more so by process of elimination, ends up on the roster. Uh, Tucker Kraft, Luke Musgrave. Uh, Magoo is McGon, and maybe they bring him back, uh, put him on the practice squad, but there's Sean Clifford, Jordan Love, and uh, Emmanuel Wilson beats out everybody else uh, for that third spot uh, behind A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and uh, he makes that roster. The secondary, that's, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've got uh, Alexander, Jerry Alexander, Carrington Valentine, who made a, a, more than a few plays as that seventh-round draft choice. Also, Anthony Johnson, another seventh-round draft choice. You know, uh, and then you've got Jonathan Ford, who's a seventh-round draft choice. you got Tariq Carpenter, who's a seventh-round draft choice. All of those guys are still on this squad. And uh, I've, I've always remembered in the back of my mind uh, listening to Ron Wolf say, if you can get seventh-rounders that are quality, that actually make your roster, they can make your draft because they're fortifiers. And, uh, and, and so you've got quite a few seventh rounders is, you know, a bunch of first rounders on the defense, but you got quite a few seventh rounders on the defense as well. So anyway, uh, so that's uh, the way the Brewers roster shakes out uh, or the Packers roster shakes out. And uh, now you just kind of wait for the uh, rest to be filled in and the process of elimination. And then you get everybody on the practice field and uh, you get ready for Chicago. Uh, we will talk uh, about uh, a bet. We will talk betting in the NFC North coming up here in the program in just a little bit. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Wisco Grant. For Grant Bills producing the program today. Grant, how you doing today? Doing good. Last night was a little bit of a bummer, but, Bill, I, I talked myself down. I went to bed not too angry. Streak had to end at some point, and... I don't know against uh, against a lefty pitcher, Justin Steele. I guess it wasn't too surprising last night. Um, was it painful because it just came to an end, or was it painful because it came to an end against the Cubs? Both. Uh, I, honestly, the Cubs rivalry has felt as though it's simmered down just a little bit. I was talking about this with Ebo on the morning show for just a couple minutes. The the rivalry felt like it peaked in maybe seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and and then the Cubs kind of got bad for a little bit it doesn't feel as as passionate and as angry of a rivalry as it used to be but if they if they keep close through the end of the season that will 100 percent uh not be the case this is going to become an angry rivalry again yeah um i still think that um the uh the cubs are the nemesis uh as long as you're beating the cubs that's okay uh, the cardinals uh while they are the team that everybody loves to pound on because they are the uh, they are the elitist, I guess, is the best way to put it. The Cubs are just obnoxious. The Cardinals are the elitist, and you always like to beat what is considered to be the top dog. But uh, to, to any time you beat – and the Brewers still own the season series against the Cubs. Uh, but you'd love to see a win today. So hopefully that uh, that culminates. But, yeah, to, to lose the streak to the Cubs and watch them pump the – and it was a big crowd last night at Wrigley. I mean, they, they turned out, got really into it. When uh, they played that first run in the first inning and uh, when they got um, uh, Adamas to strike out and the crowd got jumped and got into it and, you know, it wasn't that they were like that way throughout the entire game. But by the end of the game, they they kind of felt a good pitcher's duel uh, was culminating and certainly they got up and, you know, cheered and the whole thing. But, uh, oh, well, it is what it is. Back at it again today. 
Uh, Kurt Hogg is going to join us live today at Wrigley. Also, Mark Schofield, uh, SB Nation and such, is going to be joining us today as well. Going to talk with both of them. And uh, today, I want to ask the question, and I this was a, a really good question last night. If you are going to place two bets, one is who is going to have the best statistics of quarterbacks in the NFC North? Place your bet. And out of Justin Fields and Jordan Love, who is going to have the better season? Place your bets. I had to think about that um, because we know we know Jordan Love and what he may or may not be able to do, but we know Justin Fields has been able to win some games, but he's a tuck-and-run guy. He's not necessarily a throwing guy, even though now he's got some weapons. Who's going to end up with a better overall statistics? And you can say, okay, who's going to have more passing yards? Who's going to have more touchdowns? Who's going to have less interceptions? Um, you know, you got to look at what Goff and Kirk Cousins have done. And you got you certainly think that maybe Jared Goff might even have the edge in that with the way the Detroit Lions are favored to win the division. But I still think the offense is incredibly formidable uh, in Minnesota. But the unknown is, okay, if Jordan Love is good, does that mean that everybody's gotten good? Did they grow together? Did that the second-year guys really turn out? Did Christian Watson, you know, turn on the speed and that pass-catching ability? Did Luke Musgrave really fortify this team? Or when you look down in Chicago, did the Chicago Bears do enough this offseason to protect their franchise quarterback? And that way Justin Fields doesn't have to take off and run every time he drops back to pass. Does he have enough talent around him with DJ Moore and Chase Claypool and company and Darnell Mooney and, and you know, and, and those guys and picking up Tyler Scott in the fourth round? Did they fortify that, that team enough? And uh, obviously they have Cole Komet at their tight end position. They picked up Darnell Wright in the first round for their, uh, their right tackle position. And uh, obviously they got Khalil Herbert uh, as the running back and Donta Foreman back there as well, who we're familiar with from years gone by. But does he have enough weaponry and enough protection to be a quality quarterback? So if you're going to be a betting man, who's going to be the best quarterback in the North and out of Justin Fields and Jordan Love, who will be the best quarterback this season? If you're going to have to say, put some put some serious cash down, which direction would you go? And I, I was asked that last night. And the the top quarterback in the division is tough because Kirk Cousins has put up some good numbers over the last couple of years. Last year, Goff did it, but can you know you keep again? You keep waiting for the Detroit Lions to rear their ugly head and become the Detroit Lions. So you just don't know. Can you trust it? And uh, then when you if you think that Jordan Love and Justin Fields are not going to be the top quarterbacks in the division, who's going to end up better? And I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm just talking better statistically. So some interesting stuff that uh, popped up at our uh, cigar dinner last night. By the way, the cigar dinner, great time. And thanks to our friends at Celebrations last night. They always put on tremendous food. And I, these cupcakes that they, they serve at the end for dessert, uh, there's chocolate, which is like a death by chocolate. There is an apple crumb with actually pieces of this caramelized apple and cinnamon and stuff sprinkled on top with this 
buttercream icing. I don't know what it is, but it, it, it'll make you do funny stuff to goats. And then they've got a sea salt caramel cupcake. that, And it's like, you know, if, if you've ever thought about suicide and you eat one of these, these give you the reason to live. They're that good. So thanks to our friends out at Celebrations out in La Crosse uh, for putting on the, uh, the one of the last three cigar dinners uh, of the season. So, but that was our last visit to La Crosse uh, this year. So, but what a, what a fun time last night. And thanks to everybody for coming out. So if you're going to have to pick the best quarterback in the division and the best quarterback out of Justin Fields and Jordan Love, who is it going to be? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hit us up. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more Michael show. We're going to start answering those questions, taking your phone calls and such when we come back. A reminder, you did it yesterday uh, to a, a little bit of an extent, but we still need more. Had a few people sign up yesterday. we got a long way to go before we're breaking any records. We still are, are probably about 60-something uh, bikes away. Uh, from pre-registration from breaking a record, and we want to do that again this year. And then, obviously, we want uh, to break a record. We want over 1,100 motorcycles this year, and probably if we can do 1,500 people, that'd be great. But uh, that's what we're looking for. So uh, if you have even thought about it, I saw some rider groups yesterday on Facebook and on a couple of uh, motorcycle pages uh, start talking about this heavily. So uh, if you've been waiting and you're kind of waiting on friends and neighbors, I, get them together or just say to hell with it. We're not going to wait for you anymore. Get signed up. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Come and ride with us. Uh, Jesse James Dupree from the Van Jackal is coming back again this year, even though they're not in town for anything. As a matter of fact, he's flying back into town from a concert just to be here on Sunday morning to be with us. Tim Duffy, he is the uh, firefighter and the very iconic picture uh, of him riding a Harley-Davidson into the rubble and the debris on 9-11 because his company had gone to uh, fight the fire inside uh, the North Tower. And uh, Tim just wanted to be there and help his guys. And so that picture of him, uh, which, by the way, I believe uh, we should have in our hands here in the next day or so, and uh, we're hoping to get Tim to autograph it on stage and give one of those prints away as one of the prizes. So uh, please come and join uh, some some great American heroes uh, and a lot of the people that are going to be there are veterans and combat vets and Purple Heart vets, and all these people are going to be riding with us, and we ride for a great cause, which is Fisher House, Wisconsin. Please come and join us. Again, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Click on the link and uh, get signed up, or just scan. If you're watching on the live stream right now, just scan the QR code. It'll take you right there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Going to hear from uh, Brian Gutekinds today as well. Talking about the roster, some questions. We'll have that complete presser coming up here a little bit later on in the program. Uh, some breaking news out of the world of baseball. And this is this is interesting stuff, if you haven't heard. 
The uh, Angels placed starter Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grushek, all on waivers. All on waivers, which means teams, uh, all of them, can be claimed by teams for free tomorrow. Tomorrow, they can uh, all these teams that are looking for either pitching, an extra bat, an extra outfielder, whatever. Hunter Renfro, who's familiar with the Brewers, all of these guys can be claimed, and all the uh, teams that claim them have to do is pay the remainder of their salary for the season. That's it. It's basically a salary dump for the Angels. But Lucas Giolito, starting pitcher, reliever Matt Moore, Renato Lopez, outfielders Hunter Renfro, Randall Grushik, and all have gone to waivers. All have gone to waivers. Um, and who gets these players is going to be determined by the uh, the reverse order of record. Uh, the team with the worst record that puts in a claim on the player will receive them, and there are uh, going to be plenty of claims put in from play, uh, playoff caliber teams that need starting pitchers, uh, bullpen help, and some bats. So whether this actually happens for the Brewers, we'll wait and see, but uh, you never know. You never know. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Also, uh, apparently the Packers did, here we go again, with another team in the state of Wisconsin that was close. They were in on it, but it never happened. Um, the Packers did try to trade for the Colts uh, running back, Um Jonathan Taylor and the Packers were in trade talks with the Colts uh, and had legitimate interest, according to the uh, star running backs sources, but it never happened. It never happened. Indianapolis moved forward after the self-imposed deadline uh, of yesterday at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time. It came and went without receiving a team that what deemed it an acceptable offer uh, but the Packers emerging as a contender remains relevant because uh, Taylor can still be traded, even though he's on the uh, the pup list and uh, therefore must miss at least four games of uh, the regular season. But there is still trade interest in Taylor, and the All-Pro would still be welcome in a trade by many teams. The NFL's trade deadline, October 31st. The uh, Dolphins, sources said, also were in talks with the Colts and discussed uh, a lot of possible deals that did not happen. The Packers have three running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Emmanuel Wilson. Um, Jones, 28 under contract through next year, but agreed to take a $5 million pay cut this offseason. The 2020 Pro Bowler is going to make $11 million bucks this year, including an $8.52 million signing bonus that was paid at the time of the restructure, uh, and he's due to make $12 million next season. But none of that is guaranteed. And the Packers would uh, would have studied Taylor closely because, obviously, coming out of the University of Wisconsin, they would have known him pretty well. But uh, the Colts informed Taylor that in May they would not be extending his rookie deal, which I, I still don't understand. It's just that's it's first of all, he's on a rookie deal. OK, but he's performed pretty well. But the Colts are just I, I don't know what they're doing down there. Uh, it's you, you would figure you would start talking to him this year and getting a deal done to get him wrapped up, but he wants a lot of money. They don't want to pay a lot of money for a running back. And thus, this is where we stand. But, uh, I, you know, I saw the story and my first reaction was almost, and I hate to say this, it was almost anger. It was almost anger. And the reason being is here we are again, just another deal that 
would have been beneficial, would have been exciting, that didn't happen. You know, oh, my God, uh, the Brewers were in on Alonzo. It's just another deal that isn't going to happen. You know, they're in a lot of people. Everybody's kicking the tail. We were in a Juan Soto last year. Money was no object. It didn't happen. Oh, who cares? You think Goody called and offered a fourth, fifth? Just, yeah, I bet it was just a check-in. He's like, hey, you need to take a fourth, take a fifth? No? Okay. Well, if you change your mind, yeah. let us know. I felt like it was probably a pretty quick conversation. It was probably just kicking the tires. Probably just kicking the tires. I, that, that I would agree with. Probably just kicking the tires. But doesn't... Doesn't this stuff get old after a while, Grant, where it's, you know, just another deal that never happened? Well, this is social media, right? ESPN, I, I was reading the story that, that you were looking at too, Bill. There's nothing in here other than the Packers, they they asked. They made a call. That's it. Like, it doesn't right. say what they offered. It, it, it were probably a lot nope. of teams that made a call just to check in. But with social media and with, you know, ESPN, with their website and all their channels, they got to put stories out. They got to put headlines out. So this is a headline. Right. Yep, that's exactly what it is. It's just, it's just. Oh, by the way, the Packers ran on it, but it's no. It's just, just another deal that never happened. And okay, talk to you later. I, I mean, it's great because it's got the hometown. Oh my God, they're trying to get a Wisconsinite rah rah stuff, but I, I don't care. I it <laughs> it. You know, I hate to sound you know angry, whatever. Right? But it's just another deal that never happens. It's just the way it goes. We, you know, these teams make all these inquiries, Packers, Brewers, all this different stuff, and they're always in on it. There's always these talks, and it doesn't happen. You'd almost rather not know. You know what I mean? Right. As a Brewers fan, it's like, no, I, I don't. I didn't need to know this. I could keep living my life blissfully, knowing that we almost got Pete Alonso and didn't. That'd be better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, maybe it's good for people that want to say, hey, they're at least making calls. Okay. Do something, you know? It's like the guy that you give 20 tasks to within your company, and he writes out a great game plan to execute those tasks, but never does. The work still needs to be done. Oh, okay. That's great. But unless you get off your ass and actually do it, who cares? It's all blip, blip, blip. It's all words. It's all nothingness. Uh, 877-867-1670, if you got something to say, say it. But we want to know the best quarterback in the NFC North and the best quarterback between Justin Fields and Jordan Love. Thoughts on both. Grant, do you have a take on either? I think um, you're talking about quarterbacks in the NFC North um, and who we're betting on. Is that what you just brought up? I was reading about the Packers' age here. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear what that's you said. Okay. What was that? No, that's okay. I was just saying, I, the, the bet was last night, and I was watching oh. some stuff this morning about the, the quarterbacks. The best quarterback in the NFC North is, and if you had to take one or the other and bet who's going to have the better season between Jordan Love and Justin Fields, who would that be? Well, I drafted Justin Fields in fantasy on one of my teams. I, I think he will have maybe flashier, sexier numbers. Um, but I, I don't know who's going to have better numbers in terms of winning actual games, right? Justin yeah. Fields hasn't shown that he can be a, a real crisp passer yet, but we know he's going to rack up rushing yards. He's going to get gaudy numbers. I just don't know if they're going to translate to wins. But if we're just right. betting numbers, I would go with Fields, probably because he's going to be asked to do a whole lot more than Jordan Love is, right? Yeah, yeah. That'd be my guess. I, uh, I, my, right now, uh, and I know this is the uh, the snooze moment of the, the program, but I'm, I'm in Paul Charchian's guillotine league. And I, uh, my first, I took his advice and I took Travis Kelsey uh, with my first pick. So I got Travis Kelsey. I, I ended up with T. Higgins out of Cincinnati. 
uh, and uh, Drake London out of Atlanta. Now, the, the problem with Drake London out of Atlanta is he's got Ritter throwing him the football. So I don't know how effective he's going to be. I got uh, James Conner out of Arizona, the running back. Uh, but my quarterback, I put a list of like five quarterbacks together, and I got Rodgers. Rodgers was drafted automatically last night. Nice. So Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. By the way, I uh, I must admit, I did not realize that as an Amazon Prime member, I got hard knocks. So I got home last night from uh, from the dinner and it was about 11:30 i was sitting up doing some work and i started surfing through amazon prime because i just wanted something mindless and all of a sudden there it is hard knocks and so i started watching it last night it uh part of it made me sick i have to admit it 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 kind of made me angry because some of the stuff going on now there's like a lot of legitimate stuff and and i'll i'll say this um Oh, God, the host on the NFL Network, um, Rich Eisen, had this pegged perfectly, perfectly, when he said this first episode had to have been written or produced by Aaron Rodgers or his staff. It it is the most positive uh, out of all spins of anything ever exposed regarding Aaron Rodgers. It, It is... It is like the most lovable, the most coachable, the most teaching, generous, open arms to everyone. I love you, everybody, guy you've ever met. And we all know maybe it also gives you a glimpse into maybe it really was just time to go. There was maybe there was just so much for whatever reason angst built up between the Packers and Rodgers and Rodgers and the Packers that. Maybe it's just this relief off this this giant, you know, chip off of his shoulder that he now goes and just becomes himself and indoctrinates himself into a new team. I I, I don't know. But watching the gushing uh, over the Hall of Fame game between Rodgers on the headset and Salah on the headset and Nathaniel Hackett, and it, I, it, it made me sick. I had to turn it off because I'm thinking this is not – the Rodgers that was condescending, that was snarky, that lied. This is not that guy. And it's a complete PR job for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, But if this is the real Aaron Rodgers, then New York is, my assumption is he's going to play great and New York is going to soar. Now, whether they win a championship, I don't know, but it'll be a magnificent season for them uh, for so many reasons. But, uh, I, wow. I, I finally just had to turn it off because it was just so over-the-top gushing over Aaron Rodgers. So I, I, I did you see, have you seen it? I've seen enough of it. I, I have it on in the background, and I'll catch scenes or I'll watch stuff on Twitter. But, yeah, I think yeah. you're spot on. It's a little, it's a little much. It, they poured it on a little ju- thick. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so much. It, it was just – it was it was so much of just – you know, now the piece – with Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner going back and getting his diploma, um, you know, the, the, the defensive side of the football, um, it, it was um, insightful, you know, as to what goes on behind the scenes when you talk about defensive coordinators and such, trying to motivate guys. Some of it, I, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is – to listen to 
to listen to position coaches can continually give you cliches is boring as hell. And as a player, I was literally thinking to myself, if I'm a player in that room, I'm looking at him going, is this all you have? You're not teaching me anything. You're giving me cliches. You know, only the tough survive. And, you know, if you can't see the sun, you got to climb over the mountain. And it's, what? Is this it? That was, There was nothing there. Yeah, You know, so I'm like, wow, boy, okay, well. Because that was in the, uh, I think it was in the linebacker's room when it was just like, okay, this is a joke. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was that first episode I had to turn off. I, and I was almost, I maybe had seven, eight minutes left to go in it before I had to turn it off. And I just, I, I'm like, okay, I now have to go to sleep. Otherwise, I, uh, I, I'm i going to have to run out into the neighborhood and scream for a while just because it became so gushy-gushy. So, But I will get into the rest of it. I will watch, uh, you know, episode two and three and such. But, uh, man, it was just, it was over the top. Uh, late for a break. Uh, stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Houseful coming up this weekend. And uh, a couple of things that uh, will be used this weekend and that, well, everything's going to be used this weekend that I've gotten from Master Z's. And that is the outdoor patio furniture. Uh, I know it's going to be warm, but in the evening, it'll be a little bit cooler. So we're probably going to use the fire pit, uh, the grill accessories that we have from Master Z's. It's pretty much the entire backyard setting, whether it's the table and the chairs or the bar stools around the bar, the tiki hut. Got it all going on and got it all, all from our friends at Master's Ease. Even the Adirondack chairs around the fire pit. Uh, we should have a pretty nice group of people that are staying at the house over the weekend on a Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night that are going to be here. So looking forward to that. But if you're starting to think, and I, I God, it's going to be in the 90s. But if you're starting to think about uh, the leaves falling and cold weather starting to blow and maybe even snow flying, if that's your season, and you want to think about indoor hospitality or maybe just, you know, family stuff, there's uh, all kinds of things like pool tables, shuffle boards, all the accessories that go along with, say, dart boards and dart accessories and such, family fun games. They've got everything, all kinds of good stuff. So check for the end-of-season specials right now and also start checking for all the new stuff coming in. And as they say, you can come in, see it today, have it tomorrow. I mean, that's our friends at Master's East. Call them today, 262-746-5931 uh, for all the in-store specials on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Again, 262 262- 746-5931. I asked for Robin and the gang over there. They're great people. And, again, on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, and they are uh, within reach of everybody. People come from all over because their quality is so good, their service is so good, and they just carry the top-notch stuff. And that's the way it is. That's our friends at Master Z's. So uh, we want to know, we want to know, the best quarterback in the division is, is, and then the best quarterback between Justin Fields and Jordan Love as we start to creep in on this season. And you're going to have the matchup of the two coming up in week one. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Marv says, I'm thinking of ice fishing already. Marv, you're killing me. You're killing me. No. No ice fishing. Not at all. Um, 
The uh, Rick says, uh, just wait till week one when the camera crews are gone and Rodgers gets his ass ground into the turf. That touchy-feely Aaron Rodgers will revert to his old ways, guaranteed. Um, yeah, the backyard bruise says the Packers tried to trade for the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, via SI. Everybody had it. Um, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. It, it's... And and backyard brews. It's like I've been saying. It's we hear, and I think we've become kind of. Uh, I don't know why we get excited about it. Quite frankly, when it comes to things that didn't happen, you know. Um, it, it's there's a bunch of stuff that never happened, and we hear about it all the time. Alonzo, the trade didn't happen for the Brewers. Jonathan Taylor. Trade didn't happen for the Brewers or for the Packers. You know, we hear about this, you know, oh, Juan Soto, we're in on that. Money's not an object. Didn't happen for the Brewers. You know, the only thing we know is what the results are. And the results are you did a salary dump. You said it wasn't about the money. You did a salary dump on Josh Hader. That we know. That's real. Um, Sometimes I think it's like this stuff gets out. And I'm not saying because I think this was from Jonathan Taylor's sources because this certainly wasn't from the Packers, because the Packers, it, it really, if you're the Packers, you don't want this to get out, right? You don't. Because if you're you're waking up today, and if you're Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Manuel Wilson, who just made this team, you're thinking to yourself, they're trying to trade for another running back. They either don't think I'm as good as, or they're going to get rid of me because of money. They're going to try to get this guy, uh, you know, they're, they're going to try to bring this guy in. Now, you, we would assume that Jonathan Taylor would become 1A, not 1B. For as much as you want to say maybe this is a salvo over the bow of A.J. Dillon, I can't imagine they're going to have both Jonathan Taylor and pay Aaron Jones as the dynamic one-two punch. But you would assume that if you're Aaron Jones – and you've already taken a pay cut, and you're thinking, you know, I really like it here. And Aaron Jones has different motivation to stay with the Green Bay Packers. It's not just a money thing, okay? Uh, his wife is from here. He wants to be here. He loves the state, wants to be a part of it, okay? It, that's what tugged at his heartstrings. Um, obviously, you you want to get paid. You want to get what your your due is. But he's, he's just a different cat, and he wants to be a Packer. So if you're Aaron Jones, you're waking up going, man, I've done everything. I've taken the pay cut and the whole deal. This guy's going to end up making more money than me. Is he better than I am? You know, do you want that out? So 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Pac-Fan says we all know Jones is gone after this year anyway. I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, what if Aaron Jones keeps... I mean, yeah, he's owed twelve million bucks, but what if he says I'll take eight again to stay? You'd pay him, right? And he may do that. I mean, unless he has some incredible year, they may do that and just keep riding out the the one year thing with him. You know, I it, it, the, Aaron Jones is different. He's different than a lot of a lot of guys. But I don't think, because uh, I had a couple people that said, no, they this is sending a message to A.J. Dillon. <sighs> Maybe. But A.J. Dillon's, you know, number two. 
Jonathan Taylor's not a number two. You know? Just my thought. He's not a number two. Uh, Mark says, uh, what do you think of the roster? Did the Packers make all the right moves? Um, I like it. I like the fact that they kept the depth. And the one thing the Packers did, they didn't keep somebody because of a number. You know? Um, maybe one or two guys made the team because of certain numbers. You, you look at a guy like Josiah DeGuar. He's a third-round draft choice, right? But he's never really found a spot and fit in. He's not, he's not been a dynamic contributor. His first year was kind of lost because of injury. Last year was not anything to write home about. Rodgers didn't really use him. They, they don't have, like, a, a specific spot for him. So if, you, if you're going to put him at the slot, who are you taking out? Jaden Reed? Samari Torre? You know, are you, who, who are you taking out? Because he's not better than them. Okay, so maybe you put him at the other tight end position. Is he better than Tucker Kraft or Luke Musgrave? No. Okay. Um, maybe as a fullback? Okay. Or an H-back? You know, rather than your typical kind of scat-back position coming from the running back? I mean, where are you going to put him? But he made it because of numbers. That I will agree with. Beyond that, I like the roster. I like that, uh, you know, Cox, Britton Cox Jr., the outside linebacker, uh, impressed as a street-free agent, made the team. Sometimes it's tough for those guys, man. They, they really have to do some special things to uh, find their way onto a roster. And he did it. That's impressive. That's fun. I like that. That's a new guy. And you don't find that very often. Emmanuel Wilson, same thing. You don't find that very often. You know, Malik Heath, he he really, I mean, I'll give give credit to Mike Clemens. Clemens on day one said, watch this guy. Remember that? First couple of days of training camp, we were up there. Mike's like, uh, watch this dude. Watch this cat. This guy's got something. You can just tell. Sure enough, there he is on the roster. So I like the way they made it up. I really do. I like uh, I like what they have now. You know, the proof is going to be in the pudding. They haven't won a game or lost a game as of yet, but we'll see. 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we've got a whole lot more coming up. This portion of the program, by the way, uh, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragaway. Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. The oldest continuously operating track, speeding it down the quarter mile and a half mile in the world. Season passes on sale for not only the remainder of this year, but for next year now as well. Call them 262-302-2138, 262-302-2138, or go to Great Lakes Dragaway. Drag away. D-R-A-G-A-W-A-Y, greatlakesdragaway.com. Good stuff. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Music on uh, the Milwaukee waterfront on the river coming up tonight. Uh, Northern Lights event venue. They got it going on. And uh, tonight, uh, if you want to head down there, they're going to have uh, a little acoustic jam going on. Some beverages outside. But uh, don't forget, if you're looking for something maybe uh, coming up during the holiday months, 
And I hate to start talking about it, but if you're going to book it, book it now uh, for anything under 100 people. Uh, there's dinners, weddings, rehearsal dinners, photo shoots, business events, uh, all at northernlightseventvenue.com, right on the Milwaukee River. A beautiful, beautiful setup. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. And go there and uh, see for yourself. They've got an up there, upstairs lounge, downstairs like dining area. They work with the, the Screaming Tuna, uh, which is a terrific restaurant right on the walk, uh, river walk. So good stuff there. Jeff says, just in time for the love era. So nice playing loose and having fun. Granted, it was the preseason. Still refreshing to see. I would say in a couple of years, Packers are going to be a top-tier team once again. Jalen Hurts for the best NFC conference. Between Love and Fields, I agree Fields is flashy, but Green Bay will have the better all-around offense in helping Love along. McMahon did state quarterbacks go to Chicago to die. Uh, Correct? Yeah, that's pretty much true. (laughs) You're right with that. Uh, Love's going to be the better NFC division quarterback. Go Packers, go Brewers, go Badgers. Have a wonderful week and continue the great show. That is from Jeff. Jeff, you to me. You to me. Um, yeah, uh, Chicago, you know, they really haven't had a lot of high-end quality quarterbacks. But also they have, and it's just been their way. Their commitment has been to playing this staunch, punch-you-in-the-mouth defense and having an adequate offense to support. But in a changing NFL in which, you know, quarterbacks make all the difference, they just haven't been able to find the guy. And the one time they really dove in face-first, head-first, and took the plunge, they missed so horrifically bad it wasn't funny. When you try to be the smartest guy in the room and everybody else is looking at you with an eyebrow raised, thinking you're an idiot, you're usually a moron. Unless you have some some kind of insight that nobody else is even been able to gather, that is thus the Mitch Trubisky trade. I still, to this day, I, I just, Wow. How horrifically bad that was. So, anyway. Um, the uh, Steve says, uh, why not one veteran has asked to be traded to a contender due to the re-quote rebuild? I assume they have trust in love, so I pick love. That's interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. That's an interesting take, Steve. Um, well, uh, more than a few of the veterans, if you will, they kind of did get rid of. They went from being an older team to a very young team. I mean, the only veteran we could really speak of that had any push would, would have been maybe a guy like David Bakhtiari. Interesting take, though. I have to ponder that. Top of the hour. Got three more yet to go. Good stuff so far. Off to a fast start. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.